like a cougar if you miss by a dime. Ah, uh, RIP. I miss it already. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, Justice League. Well, we have beef. Okay. And that's related <laughs> to it, actually. We should talk about our beef. Let's just jump into it. That's Alex. That's Jack. Yeah, we have beef, Alex. <laughs> okay. Uh, you log- let me log into your... I didn't log in. You logged in for me to your HBO Max. That's correct. So that we could walk... What did we do? Did we, we watched a star is born. We watched a star is born together. That which that's fun. That that's great. That's and maybe that also let us watch the Justice League mm-hmm. separately. Yep. But but since I had was logged into your HBO Max, then I all of our Justice League discussion. Then I went back and I watched. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the old version of the Justice League. I watched Man of Steel. I watched Batman versus Superman. Dawn of Justice. Oh, God. And then I watched the older Justice League. I did that because I was logged in. It was terrible. I'm... Why? Why? I don't know. I was curious. I mean, these are all Snyder films, right? Yeah. Those are all Zack Snyder. Except for the last one, obviously. Mm -hmm. Because famously, Joss Whedon did it. Yes. A.K.A. J.J. Abrams. Uh Okay. (laughs) So... I was curious. We have beef... Because it's my fault well, that you watched I could all not that? have watched those if I was not. I had canceled my HBO about a month previous. Did you enjoy them? Um, it's a tough question because, like, no, I think they're bad movies. Mm-hmm. It, they did f- like fulfill my curiosity of are these bad movies? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but we have beef because of that. Okay. We have beef for another reason. That's okay. one of the two. Okay. Oh my Last God. episode, you told me. About an alternate ending to Titanic. Yes. And you, it sounded fun. You said it was bad. It was bad. But it sounded fun, so I went and watched it. And it is terrible. Doesn't it? Okay. It's some of the worst <laughs> acting I've ever seen. And I was in a high school production of The Crucible. <laughs> okay. Can you give me a line from that? Uh, um, they just talked about puppets a lot. In The Crucible? Yeah, because like, puppets are this. puppets. <gasps> right, thank you. Yeah, um, and Giles Corey, they kill him by putting stones on him until he dies, and they're putting stones on him, and he says, more weight, because he's not going to... Oof. Anyway. Okay. That was a good overview of that. But this <laughs> alternate <laughs> ending... Yeah. Isn't it... It almost ruined... Like, I, Titanic is a perfect movie to me, and it's the pinnacle of cinema. Mm-hmm. The pinema, if you will. Yes, and they um, didn't put that ending in. And they didn't. They... James Cameron woke up and was like, oh, this movie isn't about me. Yeah. Yeah, King of the World, James Cameron. Mm -hmm. Um, Was like, this movie isn't about me, a.k.a. Bill Paxton. It's about Rose. I didn't realize that, yeah, he is that character, isn't he? I think he is. Yeah, it's an analog for him. Yeah. It is about Rose. It is. And so he had that realization, but for some reason, he let that alternate ending get out, and it it comes pretty close to ruining the whole film Yeah, now I... Because I think... Us last talking, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd like to go see Titanic. And now I don't because of that. I know. She, because as you described, she's like, hey, see, I got this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, let me touch it. And mm-hmm. Then she drops and he starts laughing. It's all bad. Yeah. In the normal movie, she just drops it in there on her own and like takes care of her shit. For sure. There's okay. no weird like yeah. suicide backstory where it like... She, it looks like she's going to jump oh, again. Oh, yeah, throw herself and the heart of the ocean. And that's trademark. never a concern in the normal one. She's maybe, she only climbs up like one ring in the actual ending. And so you're like, oh, gotcha. she's just going to like get a better look over the side. Mm-hmm. And she just wanted to get more one more look at the ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, um, yeah. Yeah. And then 
what I didn't like was because um, Dear Claire, um, who is my fellow Titanic mm-hmm. aficionado, friend of the pod, absolutely, yeah. a hopefully future guest, yeah, um, was like he maniacally laughs at the end, which famously yeah. I rated Titanic five out of five. Bill Paxton maniacal laughs. laughs. Yeah, um, man. Whoa. And but it doesn't end there. He then turns to the girl and he's like, "Dance with me." Yeah, right? That part <laughs> you would not miss. I was like, "What is this now?" And he's just acting insane like his crazy laugh is like there's no i didn't there wasn't a lead up to this crazy laugh you're just nuts dude and it it makes me think like were there things edited out of the first 45 minutes that makes him seem like this insane person yeah what other scenes are on the chopping room floor right this at this point it just seems like he's like man i really want this heart of the ocean he's not like i would do any like he's like crazed in the end where which is not justified by the rest of the movie no so Titanic would recommend Titanic mm-hmm. alt ending. Alex and I have beef, but I feel fine about it now. Thanks for talking it through. You're welcome. And I logged out of your HBO Max to prevent future because these were my mistakes. And I look outwardly to place blame, but actually I just need to I just need to love myself. You do. Yeah. I like Justin Bieber said. Yes. Um uh, well, Ed Sheeran said it on a piece of paper and he handed it to Justin Bieber and then he sang it. You're right. Oh, is that true? I believe he did I, write that. That sounds yeah. right. That sounds like a cheery oh, song. No, it's probably like. Oh, that's absolutely it. <laughs> that's yeah. Sweet. Oh, that was good. I like that song because. Love yourself is actually the F word. Yes, I got that eventually where I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. My mama don't like you and she like everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and I like it because that was that guitar thing I just played was is tense on a guitar. It's like a, a interval of notes. It's like a third, but adding an octave. And they're the things that sound the best on guitar. Mm. Like Blackbird. Here we go. Ow. Welcome to Music Talk Black, with Jack Malik. is also. You know, like, whoops. Those are all tense. Mm. <gasps> Same. Hats in the family. It's good guitar playing. Mm. Good on you, Ed. Yes, Ed Sheeran, wonderful songwriter. Yeah. Um, hated by my sister Sabrina. Sure. <laughs> for whatever shout reason. Out. Shout out. Why do you we do it? Are gonna, Every week. <laughs> we are going to get rid of the shout out theme song at some point. Very fair. Um. Oh yeah. man! Cool. What hey, good else? Talk. Good talk. I'm glad our third fight, but yeah. like barely a tiff. Honestly, uh, mm-hmm. I would call it a light, a minor tiff. Yeah, not a major tiff. Not minor a tiff. major tiff. <laughs> like Haddish. Mm. Very fair. Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, she's a major tiff. <laughs> she rocks. Um, great, wonderful. Beef settled. Yeah. Where's the beef? Not here. Well, <laughs> soon though we're gonna we're gonna grill after we, we record are. this. We actually are. <laughs> we're gonna grill and yeah. chill some burgers. But actually, the beef is not here yet. It's Matt's not. bringing the beef. Matt will bring the beef. If you I want got, beef, bring I, the ruckus. I got the buns. <laughs> he got the beef. I did. Yeah. I brought nothing. Cool. <laughs> he brought you. You brought your winning personality. Oh, ow, my heart. <laughs> <laughs> we are caffeinated, so if this is, I we're getting yeah. a little crazy. I you, I know you've seen me. You, Alex, have seen me take about five sips of this coffee. Mm-hmm. This is not my first cup. Okay, very fair. Honestly, I had a like a half cup this morning. Mm-hmm. I'm big on filling the coffee cup halfway because I fill it the whole way. By the time I get done with it, the last half is cold. Yeah. Or room temperature. Yeah, I like that. I like a super hot cup of coffee. I like I a super that. cold cup of coffee. I hate a room temperature cup of coffee. Yeah. Give me an extreme 
Agreed. Yeah. So that's why I only... Listeners at home, fill up your coffee cup halfway yeah. tomorrow. If we can teach you one thing. My coffee maker... Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm still in this beginning phase of making my own coffee where I keep mm. screwing it up. You think, how could you... I'm just making coffee. But like the series of steps, it's like... You got to put the grounds in the thing. Yeah. So I've forgotten to do that sometimes. And I've mm. just put the water through the thing. Yeah. Other times I've forgotten to fill up the water. Th- put No, I filled up the water thing, oh, but then yeah. I didn't pour it in the thing. Oh. So then <laughs> it just did nothing for 10 minutes. And I came out. I was like, sure. Um, yeah. Yesterday I did a, whole, a new mistake was I just mm. didn't. I did everything correctly and I just didn't press the button. It makes oh, it make it. God. I'm like. This is important to talk about. Can we move on? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it is. I'm, I feel out. the same way. Don't cut this out. <laughs> this right. is literally why I bought an espresso mm-hmm. machine because Nith Bretho. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't, I can't like, I can't make a cup a pot of coffee mm-hmm. at this time in my life. I have no <laughs> idea how, I don't know how much coffee goes in. I don't know how much water goes in. <laughs> and so literally it does it all for me. All right. So I just, um, I skipped all those steps. There you go. Mm-hmm. And you can just go places and buy it from people and make it for you too, which I'm like, I get that now too. Yeah, it, it's expensive though. Like the markup on that. Oh yeah, is wild. Yeah, they yeah. they got they're making profit. You on can us. cut all this out. Yeah, we'll <laughs> no, we'll, we'll keep we'll keep it we'll keep in. It, we'll, cut it, we'll keep it out. Um, <laughs> this week we watched a movie. We Should did. we do that? Yeah, we did watch a movie. Mm-hmm. We watched Mystery, Mystery Men. Oh, question. <laughs> We did watch Mystery Men. Yeah, I actually did. Okay, good, I good. was only doing it because I wanted to see Mysterious. Mm-hmm. That was what the question mark oh, was for. Oh, nice. I Thank like that. It actually did take me three sittings to watch this movie, but mm. I probably could have made it in one. Did you have, did Netflix tell you when it ended? Did it? Did Netflix, uh, did Netflix say the last day to watch this is April 30th? It, so this is, yes. Why did it tell me that after I watched it? I think... Or you? Or it did. It did also tell me. So we have beef, but with Netflix, a hundred percent. Yeah, I think this is Netflix's newest like marketing ploy, mm. where it's like the whole thing of marketing is how do you get people to buy or take something? You act like there's like a limited supply of it, uh-huh. or it's a right that limited time offer, that LTO. You know, mm-hmm. this big in the fast food world, there's always LTOs, limited time offers. You know, two yeah. for three dollars. McRib only available mm-hmm. through July or something. Any like limited supply or pretending there's a limited supply is like mm-hmm. the way you get people to consume that product. This is matching. Of course, we all know I was an economics student mm-hmm. in uh-huh. school. This is matching. We used to draw this graph, supply and demand. Mm-hmm. And this basically sounds like at least half of it, if not the other half, is applied. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. So by saying you only have like a limited window to watch this, you you have it. Mm-hmm. It preys on that like FOMO, right? Yes. It's like if mm-hmm. I don't watch this, do you do you know FOMO? I <laughs> I know FOMO. <laughs> okay, I would mind the face I was making was it told me after I watched it though. That's what I didn't get. Yes. I was like, I don't have any fear of missing out on this now. I wonder if it's like a ploy where it's like, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Dang it, you're right. Because I, I might, if I didn't yeah. know you were going to watch it right after me, I would have been like, better watch it by April 30th. Right. So I think... I've, I got they, our number. They've been doing that a lot more lately. And I think it's even a section on like that homepage where it's like titles disappearing at oh, the end of the month wow. and they're just all listed out. Wow. Okay. Um, Question asked and answered. Thank you. I think that's it. I don't. That's I don't actually know that's true, but I'm guessing it's a new 
way to keep people, you know, you always, with these social sites or whatever, you always want to keep sites. people on for longer. And How by do the I way, get them? Netflix, release some statistics. Oh Don't my God. keep me. I want to know who watches what. I agree. They're telling like, me this is the most popular, and six of them have a little red N in the top corner. They're Netflix originals. I know they ain't the most popular. I'm not buying it. Also, there's always something on that top 10 called Coco Melon. <laughs> okay. I didn't know where you're going with that. Now uh, I do. And I think it's just a, a baby sing along. And I'm like, you shouldn't include this on it because. <laughs> you have enough stats about me to know that I'm not interested in that. Exactly. I don't want no Coco Melon. I don't want to watch like The Farmer I, and the Dell. <laughs> I want no Coco Fomo. No Coco Fomo. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> so we watched Mystery We Man. did. We watched Mystery This Man. is a movie. It, from the 90s, mm-hmm. ni- 1999, I think. Wow. Turn of the century. Bunch of superheroes or not so superheroes. Mm. You know, Ben Stiller, people. My, my little synopsis I saw was, in order to generate more endorsement revenue, Champion City's resident superhero, Captain Amazing, arranges for the release of supervillain Casanova Frankenstein. We'll talk about how cool that name is. Oh, my God. Only to be captured by him. The city's fate rests in the hands of seven loser superhero wannabes. Mm. I love the premise. I love the premise. I have a note here that says, (laughs) I can't show you my screen. I'm going to look over. Do you see this note? It says, I like the, well, I said I like the premise, but. I knew I was going to say love. When it I actually, it actually is there. We're so connected. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh it's fun. Yeah. Of like lame superheroes trying to save the day. And really funny and like a probably precursor to idiocracy that he has all uh-huh. his sponsors. Captain Amazing has all yes. of these sponsors on his like superhero outfit. I love that very NASCAR yes. driver look. So funny for 1999. I feel like that is like. Ahead of its time comedy. As far as movies sub, like subverting the superhero genre, I don't know which ones came before this. I should like definitely things are coming after this mm-hmm. that honestly, maybe some of the reason I, this wasn't my favorite movie is maybe because I've seen it done since then or even mm-hmm. seen it done maybe better. Because mm-hmm. um, I can even think of the one where it's the kids at the superhero school. Oh, Sky High. Sky High. They're like, there's a auditioning to be a superhero and everybody has weird powers there. And yes. I enjoy that too. Yes, this is totally, I think, a precursor to all of yeah. these funny, like, subverting the genre. Were you aware of this movie when it came out? You're like six when this came No, you're a little old enough, but still, you're, we're both young. Yeah, I was probably about six or seven. You're totally I, right. Probably, I don't know if I saw it in theaters, but I saw it when it came out. I probably liked it a lot because there wasn't a ton of superhero stuff other than the Batman movies. So I, I didn't know of this movie. I did know the Batman movies, um, which we can get into. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like He's got a comparison cape. There. We could talk about um, it. But the the Smash Mouth song All Star <laughs> is is probably like my childhood, like my yeah. first memory Such of being a, like, yeah. this is this is a pop culture thing that I love. Yes, this is pop music. Mm-hmm. It's God, even hearing it in this movie, I'm just like, it's catchy and it is unique. It's. Ugh. The music video for this mm. is shot on the Mystery Men set. It is? And does that thing that they did in like the 90s and 2000s where they incorporate movie clips yeah, wow. into the music video? So was this like written? F- I or, think. I mean, or it was just like a perfect nexus. I think it was of, like the at first yeah. movie it was attached to. Yeah. The before All-Star song. Before Shrek or yeah. before whatever. Yeah. And so I loved Smash Mouth. I had their album. My brother probably still has that yeah, album. One of the first albums I got to probably oh. from the old uh, 
catalog where you could get CDs. So I, I watched that music video and I was like, oh, I know all these people. Why? What is the connection to yeah, the what, song All Star that Ben Stiller? Funny Ben Stiller and Hank Azaria. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so I didn't, I knew of this movie, but didn't know it was this movie because <laughs> I watched that music video all nice. the time. Okay. Tight. Yeah. Yeah. Great music video, by the way. Um, I, I, will, I will watch. If this is good, we won't have beef later. This is not going to be a it's great. Titanic ending type thing. That's cool. I really want to start a campaign for mm-hmm. the lead singer of All Star to be on The Masked Singer. We just had wow. Mark McGrath on there. Oh, did we? That's the other CD I had yep. for sure. And wow. I would really love to see, because he has such an interesting voice, and I want to know if it like sounds like he has that like gravel, like it's yeah. this cool like gravel or mm-hmm. like weird effect on his voice. I would like to see him on The Masked Singer. Okay. I feel Let's like he could it. be a Shrek-type character on it, <laughs> and that would be really funny. Or like a donkey, yeah. even a dragon. Donkey. Some nod to Shrek. Yeah. I would love it. Count it. All right. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Sweet. So yeah, that's my connection to this movie from a young age. Nice. Is, is through Smash Mouth. <laughs> Hell yeah. But you saw it. I, I, when it came out, I probably saw it at some either in theaters or shortly after. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I liked it then. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Ben Stiller, like some of Ben Stiller movies are tough for me to watch. This kind of falls in a similar category where, like, I don't like to see someone just get like made like just people be mean to someone for so long. It makes me anxious. So yeah. like, Meet the Parents was really tough mm. film because like everything goes wrong for him, and you're just like. Someone say one more sentence that would explain all this. Yeah. This one doesn't go that far. He's he is made fun of and he's like a nerd, but um it's very funny. Like mm-hmm. these characters are fun, right? Who do we have? We have the the fork flinging blue raja. Yes. That's Hank Azaria. Mm-hmm. We have the shovel wielding shoveler. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh we have the possessed bowling ball hurling bowler. Janine Garofalo. Fantastic. We have the flatulent spleen, mm-hmm. Paul Rubens, mm-hmm. and we have the only when nobody's looking invisible boy. Yes. Cal Mitchell. Cal. And the Sphinx comes in there. And mm-hmm. then Ben Stiller is Miss is Roy's Mr. Furious that is like has super strength when he's angry, or so he claims. Yes. And like that's I like the premise of this whole movie, but I love the premise of his character too. So funny. Oh, for sure. It feels like Hulk, but if Hulk was like, yeah, <laughs> if Hulk was like in real life, like this, yeah, you know, like oh, it is. Yeah, it's very Hulk. I forget Hulk gets angry. Yeah, you know, and like I, this thing, I liked him when he was angry because it was funny. It was. It's oh my god when he is standing on top of a car limo, and yeah, like having a tantrum. He goes crazy, <laughs> and you're like, he's finally gonna unleash his powers, and he's mostly just like slapping a car's hood <laughs> while the other superheroes are at least doing something. Clawing. It's great. So it's funny. I think I read a thing where like Ben Stiller brought that a little bit to the character where it was just supposed to be a guy that gets strong when he's angry. And this is and he's Ugh. like, no, no, no. It should be like he's the weakest of everyone. That's so great. It's very funny. It feels very like him in this feels very precursor to like his character in Dodgeball. Oh, yeah. Where it is this like guy who's been like kind of emasculated his whole life, maybe. Mm-hmm. And he has this like bitterness and he has he like talks like this. A lot. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and I feel like that's his impression <laughs> in Dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there is like a, a mentor that gives him a training sequence yes. like in this because it starts with them. There's a with a retirement home fight. Yes. Which is a pretty fun little set piece. Mm-hmm. And they get their butts kicked, I think. And Captain Amazing swoops in and saves the day because he's oh, an yeah. actual superhero. Oh, yeah. Um, but at some point, they get trained. 
They do. By Sphinx. And Sphinx is cool. Sphinx is very cool. You got Captain Amazing, mm-hmm. who, like you said, breaks out Casanova yeah. Frankenstein. Yes. This was... The the concept was that he's breaking a criminal out of prison because there are no more criminals left and yes. he gets money from like endorsements from stopping criminals. Yes. Okay. Ahead of its I think that premise is ahead of its time. Because <laughs> yeah. now with the like monetize everything, you know, brand branded everything type like world that we're living in, mm-hmm. where it's like, what can I slap a logo on that's very funny? This a hundred percent feels like it exists in like today's yeah, in the twenty twenties. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And so he yeah. Though he does Claim that there are no supervillains left, mm-hmm. and Casanova Frankenstein gets broken out, mm-hmm. and then near the, at the end of the movie, he's having a big party. He has fifty supervillains at. I was yes. like, where do they come from? Yes, I wonder if like because they're they called they're called like supervillain gangs, right? Because it's like mm-hmm. groups. It's like these little yep. like mini evil Avenger group, notably type groups. the Disco Boys. Oh my god! Yeah. Which Eddie Izzard? Yeah, Eddie oh Izzard, the leader, Tony P, leader of the Disco Boys. He was great. So great. There was maybe one too many disco. They relied on saying like, like making sure you knew they were talking about the Disco Boys, and then one person putting their hands up, like finger right. up, like a disco move. Yeah, they did that maybe one too many times. I think I agree. Um, but there is a fun. It was fun. There is a very funny bit where they're arguing about how disco isn't dead because <laughs> that's like such a core part of their identity that yeah. they're like it's the '90s, like disco hasn't been popular forever, and they're like, "How dare you?" That was such a huge con- <laughs> growing up in the '90s. I remember people talking about how disco was dead. Mm-hmm. Now we don't talk about it at all. No, but uh, back then. Disco's fine. Disco can be around. Disco can be here. Disco cannot. What is genre? You know, (laughs) Casanova Frankenstein is played by Jeffrey Rush. I Mm. cannot believe this was his first United States film, I think, because I think he was big in like England and stuff. He's a I think he is like the triple crown of awards where he's won like an Oscar. He's won a Golden Globe, whatever it's Mm -hmm. called. The like big all the big actor. And that one horse race. Right, of course. Yeah. <laughs> the Kentucky Derby. Thank you. <laughs> Wish I could have pulled that. Uh, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> but he, yeah. Ca- I mean, Casanova Frankenstein yes. is a pop punk band name if I've ever it's heard it. It's such a good name for anything. Improv a band team. would be perfect, an improv group. It's co- it's just fun. I want that like Twitter handle. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, we got to bring that back, actually. Let's bring it back somehow. It, and he's cool. He's fun. He is. He's kind of like vaguely like a Russian, like a, a, almost, he's almost a bit of a Dracula mm-hmm. totally. char- type character more than a Frankenstein. I agree. I, mm-hmm. I was expecting him to maybe be more, not not like grotesque, but like rough around the edges or have like bolts, bolts in his or neck yeah, give me bolts. or like a scar on his forehead, right? Isn't that like a Frankenstein mm-hmm. thing? But Now, not to skip to the little trivia things I found here, but this is apparently based on a comic book called Flaming Carrot Comics oh. where the superhero is the Flaming Carrot, which they he's not in this movie because it, mm. that seemed harder to do because I think it's an actual anthropomorphic carrot. Nice. Uh, yeah, but... Um, and then Casanova Frankenstein is the villain from that comic they chose mm. because they liked the name, I think. It's, gr- it's a great name. It's cool as heck. Oh, I, that's good to know because it didn't say like based on the comic anywhere in the credits or anything, but maybe that wasn't a thing back then it didn't say flaming carrot i did see in the credits like based on a comic book by this guy but okay. they probably didn't want to say flaming carrot because like wait what what's that who dad right who'd he i mean flaming <laughs> carrot i looked at this he wears like a utility belt like batman but it's Fun. filled with silly putty and rubber bands and sneezing powder and stuff so okay 
That's very fun. Um, I, I love, there's a ton of little jokes in this movie that are really like throwaway, but very funny. Oh yeah. Um, my biggest laugh in this movie is when William H. Macy goes home to his wife, the Mm -hmm. shoveler, uh, Mm -hmm. goes home to his wife and she turns to him and says, Hey, our son's going to need your vest for his game tomorrow. And you realize (laughs) that he's wearing a catcher's vest. Yeah. He's like, I bought it. I Um, loved that. Very, very fun. There's some good jokes in this. And I think for the the majority, like 80% of this movie and the jokes honestly hold up. They're very funny. There was funny stuff here. I loved when they're, because Casanova Frankenstein is in prison and they're like, you can't just get the guy out. So he goes to his parole hearing, which happens to be the day after the movie starts just for convenience. Of course. And you do have to explain his relationship with a psychiatrist to me, but um, because his psychiatrist is like, helping him get out on par- parole yeah. and be, it's apparently like his super villain wife or something. I think that's right. Okay. I feel like maybe he, yeah, this was a long con, right? Maybe. Yeah. They, she did, was she evil and got a job there? Or was she a psychiatrist there? And like he seduced her over the dark side sort of thing. Maybe it was that. I, my guess would be the latter. Yeah. That seems like a thing, mm-hmm. but anyways, she was in on it. So, so she's advocating to get him released, but that's not enough. Um, Captain Amazing comes in in his uh, his, his Bruce Wayne type hundred percent identity, and <laughs> he's very re- well respected, rich person in the city. And he's like, "I have a letter from," and he kind of like gives this look, <laughs> Captain Amazing, and kind of looks around <laughs> to see if anybody is like, "That's you." Yeah, and it was just some funny facial expressions from Greg Kinnear. Oh, who I love, love him. Um, yeah, a lot of really funny again ahead of their time moments where. Ben Stiller has a theory that <laughs> yeah. that like the whatever his name is, Greg Kinnear's real mm-hmm. life character, Bruce Wayne type character, and Captain Amazing are the same person. And everyone's like, no, no. way. Yeah. He wears glasses. Like yeah. he couldn't be able to see without those glasses I if know. he was Captain Amazing. I know we've made yeah, the way they say it's very funny too. Because I know we've made that joke about like people have made that joke, but like this is 30 years ago. In ninety nine one years ago. In yeah, in nineteen ninety nine it feels new. It was cracking me up. Ben Stiller was yeah. funny in this at a lot of moments. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you really have like the outline of a superhero or like a group, a superhero group movie, mm-hmm. where you have like the intro where they're not the best. You have like you said the tryouts, which I w- we need yeah, to talk, we'll talk about, about the tryouts. The tryouts. Yeah, because also they start as a little trio of three, and I, thank mm-hmm. goodness they didn't need to give us three origins i mean like justice league could have just started out with like we all work together and i would have been like i get it like i imagine they probably met i don't need to see that always anyway so this one kicks off faster and gets right into that team thing yep and then eventually once they get their butts kicked once they're like we need more people Mm -hmm. so they throw a superhero (laughs) recruitment bbq yeah with a pool. The pool was very the important. Pool. Like if you have a barbecue in <laughs> a pool, that's what Kel Mitchell tells them. It's yeah. like all the superheroes I know yeah. are gonna come and they do, and it's funny. It is. It's, it's your classic audition scene. Oh yeah. You got Dane Cook. You have Dane there. Cook. I, which of course I didn't know him back then, but I was surprised to see him as the waffler. Mm-hmm. I think this is his first film. Probably. Um I and definitely probably his best. Oh yeah. Uh, definitely. What's the one where they work at a Costco? Doesn't matter. Employee of the month? Yeah. Yeah. Not good. I paid oh. to see that in theaters. Oh, oh I probably rented it from Blockbuster. Listen, Jessica Simpson's great, but right, that movie's not good. No, not good. Um, 
but he's there. And so you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. blast from the past Dane Cook yeah. looking exactly the same. You got pencil, pencil dad and pencil. <laughs> son. This is great. Cause pencil, he's like, I'm pencil head. And then there's a slight pause. And then a kid comes out from behind his cape and is like, and I am son of pencil head. And I thought that was very funny. I, I did too. We erase crime. Mm-hmm. Loved it. And that's where they meet Janine Garofalo as the bowler, mm-hmm. which she has a, you know, there is hit or miss with some of the stunts in these movies, like where they spent their budget. I was apparently on this bowling ball going crazy scene because it was cool. It was cool. I never once thought that they were effects. Like I was just still, it. they didn't yeah. take me out of the movie. Yeah. These. I felt this one where they're just like, oh, sorry, we're, we're done auditioning superheroes. And she's like, oh, I'll show you this crap. She pulls out her magic bowling ball and just flies around. It's cool. And not to like, not to like get into insider baseball here, but we've been watching a little cap, Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier, whatever uh-huh. that's called. Well done. And it reminded me of like the shield throwing and bouncing. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> which, which I was like, which this bowling ball honestly makes a hundred times more sense than how that shield bounces. And we'll get into it on a future Captain Falcon and the Winter Man. Yeah. But yeah, this bowling ball was fun. I have a question for you, though. She's the bowler. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the question. Um, I Mm -hmm. guess I kind of asked as a question. Mm -hmm. Um, She is the bowler. Her dad is in her bowling ball. That's correct. Her dead dad, Skull. Yes. And they, and is, was her dad a bowler or was her dad a superhero? Her dad was a fantastic bowler. Oh, no, they just knew the bolt when she's like, my dad's this guy. They're like the bowler. I think. Yeah, because she says his name and his like the bowler is the last part. So he might have it seems like these people have supernatural abilities to do very boring things. So like bowling, shoveling. Oh, wow. um, So hers is she can throw a magic bowling ball. His he was just an amazing bowler that maybe technically had a superpower of a bowling well i think he might have been able to do the ball throwing stuff too well that's what i'm asking i don't know because um, he didn't have a did he have a bowling ball with his dad's skull in it that and is, that's like a family thing that is the unanswered question you know all families have their kind of traditions of like course. we open our presents on christmas eve my dad's skull's in the bowling ball mm-hmm. this, same this that and the other <laughs> Yeah, I again, I guess you mentioned that like it's nice that they don't go into a whole lot of backstory because it just puts us right into the action. Yeah. But it does, you know, you come with you come out of this with those types of questions <laughs> when you don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> um, I had a couple so questions a, about that. That's it's all. a trade-off, you know. Do you want all the action or do you want some origin stories? Mm-hmm. This movie maybe doesn't find the happy medium. Yeah. But we get a lot of action. We get a lot of action. We get some comedy too. And we get some comedy. We get some training montage. Because at mm. once they form their team, they do meet this they like seek out the Sphinx, mm-hmm. um, who's awesome. And yes. they had to train with him. And that's where the f- first all-star music plays. Oh yeah. Very brief training montage. Mm. Don't worry, the song will be back. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> um but the Sphinx trains them, which I think was fun. I liked his bit. He yeah. his guru sayings were very funny. I Loved them. I, of course, had to write down a couple because Thank they're you. his way of doing it. He, he's, he's just training them all. He who questions training only trains himself at asking questions. Mm. Would say stuff like that. He'd say, learn to hide your strikes from your opponent and you'll more easily strike his hide. Oof. And he says, when you doubt your powers, you give power to your doubts. <laughs> Which is so formulaic and they start, start calling it out and it's very funny. It, it feels like those types of things that when I go to TJ Maxx and want to buy a mug, <laughs> yeah. that's on it. <laughs> I want those mugs 
go to our merch store. We'll have oh sweet God. pod mugs with that and John like Cougar if you miss. But that is the one we actually have to make. Yeah. The the probably the he does so many of those phrases and the one that I really resonated with because it harkens back to our first episode, <gasps> our first Aquaman episode. He says, "You must lash out with every limb, like the octopus who plays the drums." <gasps> wow. I was like, "Wow, how I foreshadowing for a movie fifteen years later." Yeah. Was was that octopus in Zack Snyder's cut? Yes. You see the octopus a couple times in okay. Justice League too. Okay. Once where it's just like hanging around a rock where it's just obviously like, remember this guy. Sure. He was not playing drums at that okay. time. He was probably That's on his way to band practice. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, good. But yeah, I yeah. I clocked, I did not clock where that octopus playing the drums was from. But So thank you for mentioning that it was Aquaman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what other superhero movie would it be from? Ah, uh, good. Unless they make a Namor one. He's the, kind of the, the Marvel Aquaman. Namor. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I believe you. Yeah. The... The Submariner, that's his name, mm. which I get it. He's underwater. Sounds like a kind of sandwich. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, a foot-long Submariner. I would eat that. I'll mm, take it. Mm-hmm. Great. Great. So you have, yeah, you have the Avengers Assemble. You have a training montage where a very 90s joke where Ben Stiller is like, he's, you know, doing some task. And he's like, well, why am I wearing watermelon on my feet? And there's a very <laughs> slow pan down to him wearing watermelon on his feet. And Sphinx yeah. is like, I don't remember telling you to do that. <laughs> that did make me laugh, but that did baffle me. <laughs> like this reality, how who who came who thought to do that then? It's it makes me that's like a kids movie, a nineties kids movie joke. Yeah, it's like here's some silly stuff and mm-hmm. it was fun. It I was, loved it. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. And then I'm trying to think what else. So you have oh, I have we have this the gathering of these supervillains now, right? Yeah. That's kind of next. You have uh, Casanova Frankenstein mm-hmm. has gathered the evil groups of people. And who's yeah. who's there again? You have... Well, you got the Disco Boys. You, of course, have the Disco the Tony Boys. Tony P is the leader of... I don't know any other names. You have the Frat Boys. Oh, there are the Frat Boys, of course. You have the like mobsters or whoever the the guys in the suits like the stockbrokers or oh, some okay, funny yeah. like guys in suits the mafia i forget I did not clock any of this they're just faceless villains to me yeah and then you also have the not so goody boys i believe <laughs> which is uh the goody boys were an actual rap mm. group oh at the time including oh. a mr CeeLo green oh pre gnarls barkley oh, pre wow. forget you and he was in this. He has a speaking. He oh, has a dang. line in this. Oh, I miss that. Okay, crazy. Um, yeah, I love CeeLo Green's music. I mm-hmm. feel like he's kind of an asshole. Yeah. Um, but you have so their name in real life is the Goody Boys, and in this they're the not so Goody Boys, Clever. which is very funny okay. to me. So I like that. The assembling self- of all the weird villain groups is pretty fun. Yes, and I think they're trying to take over the world and also simultaneously take down Captain Amazing, who yes. they've been holding hostage. Now I, this was fun that um. Like the the mystery men break in to try to save Captain Amazing. Yes, and um, they find him in this room alone with this crazy laser killer thing yes. is like pointed at him, and they accidentally kill him. Basically, that was really disturbing. Yeah, I remember it. <laughs> I remembered it differently. I remembered it being more of a shock and a surprise that happened faster. There's like a whole ten mm-hmm. minute scene where they're trying to save him very slowly making mistakes that are going to kill him. And so it felt less fun to me watching it now. But I, okay. the idea is funny that they break in to save the one superhero that's actually super and they accidentally kill him. I 
agree. Laser. I think I maybe started to pick up my phone during that scene. <laughs> um, and then I looked up and he was dead. And so it seemed Got quick it. to All me. Right. That's the way to do it. Because they do start going into this bit that maybe like is a little too long. Where yeah, they're, they're, they're like, pulling a lever. You know, like flip a switch, pull a lever. Let's scream that for three minutes. Seven times, six times, not including the time we've already done it. It and doesn't it's like, quite make sense. You can, yeah, this is all the actors on set trying to make it funny, which I think they did a lot during this movie and sometimes yeah. super successful. Other times, like this scene, not as good, but it gets to a fun place where now Captain Amazing is gone and yeah. they have to save the day. Yes. They have to like power back up and come attack Casanova Frankenstein's mansion again. Yes. Using their big truck. Yes. Was this the... Did the skunk scene happen before this oh, or after around the it? training montage. Okay. Some, I, yeah, I remember seeing that and I was like, I'm not going to take a note about that <laughs> because the skunk is hanging around and he ends up humping Paul Rubin's leg. Yeah. And that's the entirety of the joke. Yeah. It, I'm poor Paul Rubin. I feel like he always gets shoehorned into these it's types rough, of because Pee we love Pee Wee. Pee Wee's great. Go see Pee Wee's Big Adventure oh or the like newer Netflix one co-written by Paul Russ. These are funny mm. movies. Paul Rubin's is great. Mm-hmm. It's a groundling. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this movie, he is not. He's never elevated above a fart joke because his character yeah. can shoot his farts at people, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. That's they. I don't mean that's it. I mean like they just keep going right to that. It, it's he's a fart. He is a fart joke. His yeah. role in this is credited as fart joke. So sad. Because um, he's great. He's and great. He's so funny. He's so funny, and I didn't get that much time to enjoy him that much in this movie. Every once in a while, he'd do like he would really shine through. And I'm like, oh, I love him. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Did not reach his full potential. Fart joke. Especially with that skunk scene. Yeah. But I will say, I loved Kel in this. Yes. Um, he's invisible so boy. Cute. Yeah. In this, like. He's got a, he doesn't get as much time as some of the other people, but he gets a couple good moments. And he has some close-ups where he's just like full of emotion and cool as hell. Yeah, he is acting. He is doing the most acting in this, or at least the most reacting. Ooh, and you know what? I've heard acting is reacting. Ooh, then he's doing it, baby. He's doing it. He's great. He's like a wannabe. He's like, that's funny. He's like a wannabe of the wannabe superheroes. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, his and he's got that, again, in funny power realm. Mm-hmm. He can turn invisible, but only when no one, including himself, is looking. That's, That's great. Very funny. And you're like, how is, would he ever use that? <laughs> and, and the movie's like, don't worry. We're going to really contrive a way <laughs> to make it so that we need someone that can turn invisible where no one would be looking. Yep. And they find that when they get to the final fight and all the bad guys run into the disco room. This is what, the whole time when I was like, this is the last hand pointing into the air I need. Into mm-hmm. the disco room. Mm-hmm. And with... Mm, there's a laser at the entrance of the disco room that he has to walk past invisible. Yep. Great. Payoff. Mm-hmm. The payoff was good. Yeah. It was funny. Mm-hmm. So you do have a final fight in this again. It's like yeah. all, it hits all of those. It kicks in about 30 minutes before the end too, where I'm like, wow, even this movie is classically having a, a long ass fight at the end, which that's just how it goes. Yeah. I think by this point I was like, maybe look again, I was kind of on my phone. <laughs> I really loved the first hour of this. I thought that's it fun. moved really quickly. The second hour, it could have been fun. an hour 40 and well, it should have been. That's true. This movie is like pretty, like a hard two hours, mm-hmm. right? Like, Give me an hour 30 of this and it's probably one of my faves. I completely agree. But like, and I'm not saying end game should be two and a half hours mm. either. Mm. Um, but it is a bit of a different thing. This is all a comedy movie. Cut the Ben Stiller love story. 
That's yeah. what I think needed to happen. If you call that a love story, you call that him creeping on a waitress for about <sighs> 45 minutes. Boy. And then unexplainably now she's like, okay, you wore me down by continuing yeah. to. Um, Hundred, It's that. It is that. She was great, though, actually. I did enjoy her. I did, too. She has some real looks. Yeah. She has some very 90s looks where it's yeah. like everyone was wearing that, like, short sleeve kimono type dress. She was at the, <laughs> she does the whole like last final stuff all in that like short sleeve red kimono thing. Mm-hmm. On. Looks cool. Oh yeah. Um, she, yeah. Did you, we need to play a game before we wrap this talking oh about gosh. this movie up because yes. when I saw her, I was like, where do I know her from? I was wondering and I didn't look it up. Well, we're going to play a game called where do I know them from? Where do I know them from? Don't know. This is a multimedia game. You will need an iPla- iPad to play along with this game. Did you bring one? I No. Unless That's you, okay. Okay. I have one. Oh, my God. That's, has that been there the whole time? <laughs> yeah, I just pulled my iPad out. I do have this iPad for you. Listeners, oh. we'll do our best. Uh, wow. Okay. Don't go scrolling through them. Okay. Start with this one. Don't go scrolling. <laughs> trying to chill. <laughs> um, I'm going to show you a minor character in Mystery Man. And Not you, a major. You tell me where I know them from. Okay. Okay. So the first one, who are we looking at here? Do you remember this person from the movie? Jeffrey Rush. No, no. I'm sorry. We will go to Jeffrey Rush. Okay. This is a picture of Jeffrey Rush and Lena Olin. Okay. She was, Doc- yeah. yeah, she's the doctor psychiatrist mm-hmm. woman. Dr. Leek. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now, where do I know her from? You know her mm-hmm. from a, her cameo. Oh. In an episode of Sex in the City. Really? Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Good answer. That is Thank not where you. I know oh, her from, but I love that. I know her as <laughs> Irina Derevko in Alias. She's <gasps> Jennifer Garner's mama. Oh, wow. She's awesome in that. She's awesome in this, even that's, though she doesn't get too much time. That's great. She was also in Hamilton, but the 1998 Hamilton where a nuclear armed SS20 will be smuggled from Russia via Finland to Sweden unless Swedish agent Hamilton stops them. So not the other Hamilton. Great. But I did pause so I could see your reaction and thank you. I was very excited and then I was less excited. I know, I'm sorry. That was uh. That's okay. So, and if you go to the if you use your multimedia device, you'll now see her as Rita <gasps> wow. Devenko. I should have told you to turn it down. Oh my god! Um, and this guy who was in yes, um, Titanic. Vic- Victor Garber is in Titanic. You're right. I forgot that. Yeah, he's great too. I love him. He's killing man. He's yeah. great. You're a good actor. All all of these people we have <sighs> done a movie that they were in because That's you right. have Doctor Leek who was in this movie. You have mm-hmm. Jennifer Garner, who was Electra, Electra and you have Victor Garber, who was in Titanic. Wow. Oh, I'm okay. excited. This is good. Yeah, she's looking at a great picture of the alias cast. Go to the next photo here. Now, this is Jeffrey Rush. Okay. Um, what do I know him from? Um, good question. So he's here with, I think, his weapon, which is a Coke nail, he does I believe. Have, like, he, first, he's wearing these like weird half gold gloves. Now he has like a Coke nail that he uses as a knife. <laughs> yeah. Which is yeah. very funny. Uh, can you tell me his name again? Casanova Frankenstein. Great. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Rush. Rush. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you know him, mm-hmm. of course, from Pirates of the Caribbean. Ooh, can I get a full title there? Of course you can. You know him from Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Curse of the Black Pearl. Oh, so close. Oh. I know him from Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, oh. which is, I guess, like the 
No, you're right. But how many of those are there? I think there's like six or seven. Let's name okay. them. Okay. Uh, uh, you, you have Dead Men Tell No Tales. Mm-hmm. You have Pirates of the Caribbean. Curse of the Black Curse Pearl. Curse of the Black Pearl. 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 <laughs> yeah. You have Pirates of the Caribbean. I thought there was like a, something with a chest. Yep. Dead Man's Chest. Okay. You have Pirates of the Caribbean, the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, of course. Uh, you have Pirates of the Caribbean to Electric Boogaloo. Mm-hmm. You have Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, yeah, which they did a later thing where they just titled it that. Kind of right. like where Wilco will come out with a self-titled album 20 years into being a band. For sure. It's like, well, at first it was the Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And this one is like the Joker versus Joker where there's no that. Mm-hmm. Dawn mm-hmm. of Justice, mm-hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah. And those are the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I love them. They're Penelope great. Cruz, Keira Knightley. Yeah. Jeffrey Rush? Can, yeah, and you could swipe. Did you swipe yet? And you see him with. And I was thinking, like, wow, he is intense and crazy enough in that movie that he can play opposite Johnny Depp's crazy character. I One w- of the few that could do that. He's great in those movies. He's, He's so, so great. Total. I got to rewatch those. I liked the I first know. two. I, yeah, I do think I probably enjoyed those too. Yeah. I probably. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Fun. There are. Swipe again on okay. your multimedia device and you'll see Clara Forlani. Yes. Uh, who is uh, Monica, the waitress. Yes. Um, where do I know her from? Sure. You know her <laughs> <laughs> from, oh, she's beautiful skin. I know. Oh. I picked a picture where she's making kind of one of her faces too, where it's like, you don't exactly know what she's feeling. She looks cool as hell, but like, is she mad at me? Is she just, is she happy with me or is she just kind of listening? Mm. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know her from a really big TV show, actually. Really, I do. Yeah, um, she was famously in uh, Pushing Daisies, which oh. like no one has really seen, so it might be like a memory in the back of your mind. <laughs> okay, that probably is in the back of my mind. I thought I knew her from. Well, she is maybe most famous for playing Brandy and Mallrats, apparently, but I know her, of course, as Sean Connery's estranged daughter in The Rock. Wow. Here's a picture of her and Sean Connery. Oh, she's glowing. Yeah. She's beautiful. She's beautiful. She's awesome. We'd like to see more from her. I would love that. And finally, this is Greg Kinnear, of course. Where do I know him from? Oh, my God. You know him from exactly where I know him from, which is the <laughs> only thing I know him from. <laughs> Nicholas Sparks is the last song starring really? Miley Cyrus and one of the Hemsworths, Liam to be exact. <laughs> That's where they met. They fell in love. They got wow. married. They later did split. But a 10-year In the love movie story. or no, in their life. Yeah. Yeah, both. And wow. he's the dad in it, and he's brilliant. One of the only Nicholas Sparks books that was first a script. Later, he turned it into a book. Good factoid. Nice. I That's true. I probably do know him from yeah. that. I also know him from the 1996 movie, Dear God, that my mom bought from a $3 DVD bin where Greg Kinnear works <laughs> for the post office and starts responding to the letters people write to God. If you swipe, you'll see him. What's happening on this picture here? Sure. Let me see. So in this movie, Dear God, which based on that premise, I got to see. Yeah. That's um, interesting. Maybe. He is sorting mail into two boxes, one of them labeled God, the other Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sure that was a, I don't remember, but I'm sure that was a huge joke in the movie of like, I bet they're like, the only person people write more letters to than God is Elvis. And right. everybody laughed. And if it was made 20 years earlier, it would have been the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yep. He is handsome. He is a really handsome He's guy. He's gorgeous. Yeah. He also plays Gary in a movie called Frankie. He plays David in a movie named Sabrina. And he plays Phil in a movie named Phil. (laughs) So I finally synced it up. Good. Yeah. Mm. And that is Where Do I Know Them From?
that was wonderful. That answered a lot of questions for me because I asked myself uh, that question throughout this movie. Could not answer it. Yeah, I spent. I, I'm I db I am db'd a lot. Yeah, I'm yeah. db. You I'm, are db. You're db. <laughs> yeah, cool. Great. Anyway, so those are some of the things I was thinking That's during the final fight of this mystery man. Oh yeah, yeah. star star studded cast, star and that was cast. just that was just the like background cast. Yeah, yeah. We were just looking at some. Janine Garofalo is very mm-hmm. funny in this movie too. By the way, gosh, she's her style of comedy is the best. Classic '90s alt comedian. Glad she got a little time to shine in this. Have you ever seen Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion? No, I haven't. That's uh, uh, her and the friends, right? Yes. And Phoebe. It's um. Oh God, what's her name? Mia. Mia so so Sorvino. I think so. Her and Phoebe are Romeo and Michelle. They go to a high school reunion. Jeannie Garofalo was like the punk girl in high school oh, who's like back yeah. again. She's a scene stealer. She steals the movie for me. She's so fun. She has that uh, dry sense of humor. That at the end of the uh, movie when of Mystery Men, when they're interviewing all the superheroes and stuff, they're like saying, like, we're not the real heroes. This is for all the people that work these ones. And she has a line that killed me of like, and she says, thanks to all the people that support local music and seek out independent films. <laughs> they're the real heroes. And I... That was really obviously an improvised line by her that is amazing. So funny. So ahead of its time. Yeah. So like, I, I think like living, I've been living in Portland so long that I was like, oh, that's not a fun, that's not a funny line. That's just something <laughs> people we say. say. We literally <laughs> say, yeah. It hits very close to home. The final fight too, also it started with their giant like truck tank driving through a wall and probably the dopest stunt of the movie, I would say. So good. It was pretty dang cool. You don't see that anymore because... Nothing practical like that's happening as much unless it's a Mm-mm. Fast and the Furious, which they probably have a lot of that. But um, yeah. that was really cool. I love Probably that. most of the budget. In fact, this movie was very inflated budget and like lost a lot of money. Ugh. That's probably why we didn't see a sequel because it was like $65 million to make and 35 made or something like oh, that. Oh, God. But a lot of that movie, that money went into that car busting through that wall, which thank you. It was cool. It was. Uh, worth it. Yeah. Worth yeah. it. Is that the whole movie? Was there anything else? I mean, it truly ends. There is a Judge Judy theme song fight scene when they're fighting (laughs) with the disco boys, you know, bum, 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 boom. (laughs) Um, But then it finally is just like Furious, who hasn't done anything all movie. Ben Stiller hasn't done crap all movie. He's weak as heck. Casanova Frankenstein somehow has this girlfriend now. Oh, yeah. That was confusing. And they have a little... I don't know where he found her, but he had her. (laughs) And... They have a little fight, and mm-hmm. that's kind of your final little moment. Of course, Furious says, uh, well, first, the Blue Raja that throws forks yeah. is really fun. And that scene where he throws forks on the wall so that Furious can climb up, I was like, that is a cool stunt. That, that was, was a cool. good payoff from his character. Absolutely. his Yeah, Blue Raja is interesting. Yeah. He's a normal guy that talks with an English accent and throws mm-hmm. forks. Mm-hmm. Who lives with his mom, which very funny. Um, yeah. His mom does not look like his mom. His mom is so young. She is. She, Hank Azari looks 35, maybe. She looks 37 <laughs> in heels, you know? Like, I agree. She's not look like this guy's mom. I agree. But anyway, he throws those forks. Furious gets to Casanova Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. They square off, but not before Ben Stiller. I had to write this one down. He says, Good. they must have ripped Q out of my dictionary because I don't know the meaning of the word quit. Okay. 
So, no, I think a lot of this, I was like rolling my eyes at a lot of these types of lines, yeah. but I was like, they're bad on purpose because we're making fun of superhero movies where they say stupid You're right. shit like this. You're right. And his Monica, the waitress does, like when he says that, she does, they cut to her and she does kind of go, oh, like she's realizing he's lame as hell <laughs> yeah. or something. Um, but yeah, then he defeats Casanova Frankenstein and they win the day. So great. Yeah. I, I, again, I enjoyed it. Just make it a little shorter. Yep. A hundred percent. Cut out something. A hundred percent agree. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to, to have a like love interest or have someone you love be in peril to like. Always need to be in Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, there's enough of an ensemble cast in this that we didn't need then a subsequent love story. Could have mm-hmm. been about friendship, you know? Wow. Yeah. yeah. And it was about friendship, but then they got distracted mm. sometimes. I think so. There was a part where they somehow use a group hug to fight crime. <laughs> I can't remember the context and I'm sure it didn't make sense, but they did. They did. I can't remember it either. I, before we rate, I do have <laughs> yeah. some trivia of this for you. I told you about the Flaming Carrot comics. Mm-hmm. Danny DeVito was in talks for $13 million to both <gasps> star and direct. Uh, but what ne- negotiations broke down over who would produce the soundtrack? Seems weird, but um, Smash Mouth. Danny DeVito is, I think, going to be the shoveler. Oh. Which I don't know, could have been fun. Like him on Always Sunny. Yeah, and he does play a good family man, famously in Matilda. Like he plays <laughs> yeah. the family man. You're right, great um, dad. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the original ending was unpopular with test audiences, so the studio shot a new one with what the director called like a big cheer finish. Mm. I don't know what the original ending was though. I think uh, what yeah. we saw was the refilmed ending where the media comes by and it's like you're heroes but yeah i wonder if it was like a love like a just ben stiller and her like love ending yeah and it's like again with the with the titanic thing it's not about him it's about the ensemble it's about like someone there's another story that we've been leaning up to and it's about the cast it was long enough too where i was like just find a way to wrap it up i wasn't looking for a specific ending i was just like end on a joke and get out of there and stuff so who knows totally um uh and tom waits is of course the the musician is in this movie as their guy their tech guy that builds them all these yes cans that hold tornadoes and stuff all um but i don't know if you noticed tom waits he would gesture a lot with his hands in weird ways yes that's because he had his lines written on his fingers oh wow i don't know he's not an actor mainly so that's fine so that was so that he could look Uh uh-huh wow said it worked because it just kind of worked for his character which i'm like yeah he definitely was a weird ass character that's what you're going for oh that's great I yeah. love that. And then one other thing that I wish I had read this before I saw it is there's a scene near the training where Paul Rubens, the spleen, ha- like yeah. they're just having a normal conversation. A little fart explosion happens behind him. And he goes, whoa. And that was actually an accident. They had a trash can of fire behind for like the scene. They're in like a dump or something. And that just actually exploded Ooh. behind Paul Rubens. Glad he's okay. Yeah. Uh, but he like turns and you can see the shock on his face. And then they just like filmed stuff around it to be like, oh, that's his fart. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Even everything is against Paul Rubens in this movie. Yeah. But you want to rate this movie though? I do. Okay. What do you, what, um, yeah, we should rate it out of five. I would love to rate it out of five. Let's rate it out of five. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, skull bowling balls? I was thinking the same thing, dog. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, I can start. Oh. If that's cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I I actually really enjoyed this a lot more than I thought. It held up a lot more than I was expecting for a largely male cast in 1999. Mm-hmm. That's um, true. So I was pleasantly surprised by it, for sure. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, worth a watch. It's nice to have on in the background if you're looking for something to like watch while you're on your phone, which yeah. I did for the last <laughs> half. Yeah, if you're planning on looking at your phone, I got news for you. Watch right. this too. For sure. Um, and I, I enjoyed it. It's funny. It's an all-star cast and they're all doing doing their thing. So I'm going to give it two and a half uh, out of That's five. Great. That's great. Um, bowling ball skulls. Nice. I'm saying everything you said yeah. I'm right there with you. I'll give it three because it has hmm. a little bit of childhood memory for me of like, sure. oh, that was fun. Yeah. And if you're not sure if you should watch it, go watch the uh, Smash Mouth All-Star music video. You'll get a feel for it. Yeah. And that's only like five minutes. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm going to do right after this. Oh, I we can't wait. Okay. Okay. See you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.